0: Justin Smith, Jamari for three and the win. Yeah! He's got it right. We are here to feed Rockets News. This is the Rockets Field Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ashard Binkley. You can always find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops. And you can find my written work over at the Dream Shake SB Nation. And of course, this is Happy Sports Houston Sunday as the Rockets were able to come away with a 112 108 victory. And of course, the Texans were able to pull out a 23 to 19 victory in Indianapolis that guaranteed them a playoff spot. And it kind of just comes down to whether the Jaguars win tonight or today on whether they start off on the road or at home, but either way the Texans are in the playoffs. something nobody saw coming at the beginning of the year. So shout out to CJ and D'Amico and all the guys over at the Texans. That's a huge accomplishment and definitely uh, was a great cap to a uh, cap off to last night, um, for both teams as the Rockets and Texans were able to pull out victories. But on today's show, we're going to be talking about the Houston Rockets. Also had a huge victory last night. They were able to knock off one of the best teams in the league, the Milwaukee Bucks 112-108, to 108, a day after they got demolished by the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have the best record in the Western Conference, and to be able to come back the following night back-to-back playing the second-best team in the Eastern Conference without two of your better defenders in Tyrese and Dylan Brooks and able to pull off that victory. Uh, That's a huge accomplishment for the Rockets as they were able to end their seven-game homestand on a winning note as they get ready to now head out on a very long, their longest uh, road trip of the season, six games. Uh, The Rockets won't be back at home until January 20th uh, when they take on the Utah Jazz. So this is a huge six-game road trip coming up. As we know, the Rockets have struggled on the road this season. They're only 3-10 and so far on the season on the road. So this would be a huge test for them as they try to navigate through this road trip, which will seem like it will be without Dylan Brooks, for the most part, and Tari Eason at this point is day-to-day as it really really comes down to how much he can tolerate the uh, pain that he has to deal with um, before each game. So we'll see if he's able to get in any of these games on a road trip. And Miami Heat are are still one of the better teams in the league, but they've been playing without Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler of Tomball, by the way, not Houston. We'll see if he will be – playing on Monday, but let's get into this uh, last game where the Rockets, again, were able to pull out that 112-108 victory. Again, the leading scorer for the Rockets was and Shangoon, of course, as he's the lead scorer most nights nice, uh, for the Rockets. Uh, he struggled a little bit from the field because Milwaukee's running a lot of different defensive schemes against them. They were running double team, different players, but again, he was still able to make the plays down the stretch. He was still able to uh, be able to score on the offensive end enough for, to help the Rockets pull out this victory. Again, he was the leading scorer for the Rockets, but he wasn't the only player. The Rockets actually had... Everybody that played for the Rockets was in double digits except for two players. Um, so it was a team, collective team effort last night. They had three players off the bench scoring double digits something. Has only happened twice this season, so that was huge. Jeff Green was a big reason why the Rockets were able to pull out this victory as he had a huge third quarter where he had a couple of threes, a driving layup past Lopez that pretty much... Played Lopez out of most of the third quarter and some of the fourth quarter because he cannot guard Jeff Green. Jeff Green was spreading the court. He was taking him to the basket. Well, Jeff Green was a big reason why Rock were able to hold off the Bucks because Rock was leading him by double digit most of the game. But in that second half, it seemed like Giannis just took it upon himself just to go to the basket every single time. And he got to the free throw line a lot last night. Uh, he ended up with 48 points, went to the free throw line 21 times, And he was a big reason why the Bucs were able to get back into the game and make it as close as it was uh, as the Bucs scored over 30 points in the last two quarters. But the Rockets still had one of their better defensive halves of the season in the first half where they were able to hold a 20 point lead in the first half. But again, the Bucs were able to uh, slowly cut down that lead with Giannis, continues to go into the basket. But at the end of the day that's exactly what the Rockets wanted. They had the same defense scheme they had against Jokic where they would let Jokic kind of get what he wants on the offensive end, but they would limit all the other players, and that's something the Rockets did again with Giannis last night as they were able to limit players like Chris Middleton and Damian Lillard, and they were able to kind of just funnel everything let Giannis kind of score his points without giving up the wide-open threes that are really backbreakers, especially when the team is trying to come back and uh, make it a game, which the Bucs were trying to do last night. Uh, So again, Jeff Green had a big game. Cam Whitmore continues to come off the bench and is almost a points-per-play type of player at this point. He had another great offense game where he finished four for six. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show um, where I asked uh, Cam about his impact off the bench in limited minutes, and he gave a really interesting answer, I think something that Ma and the coaching staff will love to hear. So definitely stick around to the end to hear that. Uh, but again, uh, they had a huge again they had a huge contribution off the bench. Jeff Green, uh, Cam Whitmore, and Aaron Holiday, who continues his strong play uh, throughout this season, all finished with double digits. Something that the Rockets haven't really seen that much throughout the season. But the bench has gotten a lot better as this season it progressed, and it's become one of the strong points of this team. So it were definitely a big reason why the Rockets were to pull off this victory. Uh, four of the five stars were in double digits, except for J. Sean Tate, who briefly left and went to the locker room and also was in foul trouble. So he only finished with four points. But four out of five stars were in double digits, which was a big reason why the Rockets were able to pull off this victory. And of course, the biggest player of the game was uh, under a minute left. Milwaukee was coming up fast on the Rockets, trying to get back in the game. And Alperen Shangu spent baseline and somehow was able to find Jabari Smith on the opposite side of the end by the Rockets bench. And with a great pass, they end up giving them a open three. And Jabari hit that three and that was the biggest play of the game as the Rockets were able to pull off, uh pull away after that point where it became a free throw shooting contest. And then maybe one of the reasons why the game lasted almost three hours, but I don't think the Rockets mind when they come away with a victory, uh, no matter how long the game lasts. But that was the biggest play of the game. And Jabari even said after the game himself that he didn't know how Alperin even saw him, but that's just some of the things that Alperin is doing, ain't Game in game on basis to where it's not even a surprise when he makes passes like that. And that's the thing about Aperin. It's not just his scoring, but it's also his passing. Um, that is a huge reason why he's taking the next step this year. And that's something also the MA mentioned uh post game was that, yeah, teams may try to double team Alfred, but the thing about it is that he will always make the right play, and that's why it doesn't really matter if he's being double teamed or not, if he's scoring or not, because he can make other plays on the court that will help the team. Um, Unlike some players that, hey, they may be great scorers, but if you double team, you can take him out of the game. That's not the case for Shangun, as you saw with that great pass to Jabari in the corner that kind of sealed the game for the Rockets. Uh, A couple other things I want to go over is the relationship between M.A. and Alperin. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why the Rockets have went from laughing stock of the lead to possible playoff team is because that relationship started in the off season that's something that ma and Alpern talked about uh but this was some this is what ma said pre-game about the first time that he talked with alper and shangun this off season nothing new as far as their availability um yeah they'll be on the road trip and uh one is day-to-day, one is like more week-to-week, and so yeah, they'll get the treatment and kind of ramp up as as, as it goes. But I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, especially for Dylan, with the trickiness yeah. of the oblique and when he can... Start. I'm assuming Dylan's the week-to-week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, that's the one that we obviously know the timetable for. Atari's has just had to deal with some things that have come coming on, and. His thing has been incidents where he's gotten hit or banged up or kind of bent up and they flare up. And so uh, as much as we know more about Dylan Target, it's just a pain tolerance thing. As you can see there, their relationship started this off season, And the fact that, you know, M.A. was smiling a couple of times. That's something you rarely ever see from M.A. Udoka. So that's something that's very interesting uh, to see because he's a really straightforward type of uh, coach. He doesn't smile a lot. You can't even tell when he's joking or not. He's all about business. He's all about uh, getting the best from his team. So to see him smile, that definitely shows how much confidence that he has and how proud he is of Alper and shang and the steps he's taken this season. So that's definitely something that was really interesting pregame to hear him how he you know spoke with his father and that his father and his family loved him because he coaches the exact same way that he was raised, which is you know the the, the you know straightforward, no nonsense. Hey, it's not about just doing your best; it's about being the best, and that's something that uh, Alperin's family appreciate, and that's something that Alperin is that talked about preseason about wanting to be coach hard, and that's something. And we didn't see in the previous two seasons for many reasons from Coach Silas um, that, you know, we've went over a thousand times before. So we don't need to really go over right now. So to see M.A. and Alperin's relationship, um, that's one of the biggest reasons why the Rockets are in the playoff hunt right now instead of being a bottom tier team they've been the previous three seasons. Um, I asked Alperin about that meeting between his father and M.A. after the game, and this was his response. Way that you were raised. What has the relationship with MMA meant for you, and how has that helped you take your game to the next level? Uh, yeah, my family loves him. especially my dad. Uh, like how oh, I can't say about my dad. My, my dad, my dad is crazy about about me. Like you know, whatever I do, if I'm playing bad, like he's my ass, you know. And like if I'm playing good, he's like happiest man in the world. Like you know, and he love he loved because MMA like like make me really easier you know he helped me a lot like he make me a better player uh, my dad is like- as you can see Alper and email are on the same page um it was just really great to see Alper talking about the impact his father's had on his career you know you know impact his family has had on him and the fact that his father watches every single game uh, something else he mentioned uh, later on in that interview and the fact that He wants M.A. to be hard on him, and M.A. will be hard on him. Even when uh, Alperin is doing everything perfect, you can still see M.A. say, well, he could have also did this. He's never satisfied, and that's how you take that next step from being a really good player to a star-level player to one day a superstar-level player, and that's something that M.A. is trying to get across to all the players, but especially Alperin, who has become the Rockets' best player. So to hear uh, Alperin's family, how much they love uh, what Coach M.A. has done for him, and the fact that Alperin recognizes that he has made him a much better player. That is the number one, that relationship is number one reason why the Rockets have a chance to actually make the playoffs. And it's the, one of the biggest reasons why Alper Shangun can possibly be an all star this season is that relationship between him and M.A. that has formed starting in the offseason and has carried on throughout the season. One more thing I wanted to talk about before I wrap up this show is something I mentioned earlier is Cam Whitmore and the fact that he is one of the, he, coming into the game, he was top 20 in points per play, which pretty much means every time he has the ball, he is scoring more than likely. He was 4-6 last night. Um, he scored another 11 points in limited minutes. It's something been amazing to watch. He's been getting playing time with uh, Tari Eason and Dylan Brooks out. And I asked him about that after the game. He gave a really interesting answer, something I wasn't expecting – something uh, i think that coach ma and his coaching staff would absolutely love to hear from him something i'm sure that they have drilled into him uh, from day one so uh here was his answer to my question about his mentality coming into the game knowing he's only going to play a limited amount of minutes yeah like 10 or 15 minutes a game i mean my first impact is something defense i mean that's what you know the coach wants everybody else wants so i mean that I mean take care of yourself and the offense it just translates so, I mean, um I'll, I'll find my shots so, I mean I'll take my good shots but uh, at the end of the day just you know starts on the other end is that something- the fact that Cam is all about defense I mean that is a huge step forward for him in his progression because we all know he can score he's one of the I mean already one of the best young scorers in the league because he can he's a, a, a More than capable outside shooter. And when he gets downhill, especially on fast breaks, nobody's stopping him. They either got to follow him or he's going to get a basket. As we have seen uh, pretty much throughout the season, like I said, he's ranking right up there with the players like Joel Embiid, Shea Gillis, Alexander, uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. When it comes to points per play, he was like I said, he's top 20 and he's probably even better now after last night's game. So the fact that he's focused on defense, number one, that's all he wants to talk about, that his defense leads the offense and not the other way around. That's exactly something M.A. has talked about all season long. At the Rockets, first and foremost are a defensive team, and their offense comes from their defense. So the fact that M.A. Uh, has drilled that into Cam to the point where it's just automatic, that's what he talks about. The first thing he talks about is not his offense, his defense. I think that's going to go a long way to – possibly him getting minutes even when Dylan Brooks and Tari Eason get back because at, at some point, if Cam continues to play the way he's playing, it's going to be hard to keep him on the bench regardless of who's in the lineup. Um, you need that type of player that's aggressive, that doesn't hesitate, that has a mindset that he's going to score no matter who's on him. And if he continues to evolve beyond just being just a scorer and also being a defender and also being in the right spots and also not making those mistakes that, you know, drives inmate crazy, not just from camp, but from anybody. If he continue to do those things, I just don't see any way they can keep him off the bench. He may not be playing 20 minutes a game, but if he can still get the 10 or 15 minutes a game, he can make a huge impact on this team. And that's something that you're going to need, especially going out throughout the season and maybe eventually into the playoffs, because we know once you get in the playoffs, it's about can you play a really good defense and can you get uh, baskets? against really good defense that's set, that's that's ready to play against you, that scouted you. You got to have players that can make their own um, plays, that can get their own basket, that doesn't necessarily need um, plays ran for them. And Cam Whitmore is absolutely that type of player. So to hear him talk about, hey, he's focused on the defensive end, that's a huge thing for Cam Whitmore. and I think that's going to help him throughout the rest of the season. Um, we definitely want to uh, let everybody know we appreciate the support. The channel is growing really fast. Make sure you like and subscribe uh, to the channel because that helps, of course, with the YouTube algorithm. We're already at 1,300 subscribers, which is huge considering we only started six, seven months ago. And definitely in the comments, let me know the Rockets come up on a huge six game road trip. They start on Monday with Miami. What do you think their record is going to be after that six game road trip? Do you think they can go 500, maybe three and three? They're only three and 10 on the season on the road. uh, as they've struggled throughout this season when it comes to road games. So, what do you think that record is going to be after that sixth game? And what's kind of been your biggest surprise uh, of the season so far? Is it Alper and Shang-Goon? Is it uh, Cam Whitmore playing really well? Is it the player Jeff Green, uh, who played over 30 minutes last game? That's only the third time in his two seasons he's played over 30 minutes. What's been your biggest surprise? Or it can be biggest disappointment. Leave, leave us a comment down below because we also appreciate the comments. I read every single comment. So, Definitely thank you for those and make sure you check out the next episode of Rockets Fuel Podcast.